0: Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Howdy to all of you listening in on our flagship station, Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM, here in the Liberty Village neighborhood of Toronto. Hi to those of you hearing The uh, Conspiracy Show on one of our affiliate stations across North America, the podcast, of course. Uh, Check it out at TalkZone.com, the Conspiracy Show app and the Zoomer radio app, both free downloads. And, of course, those of you catching this program on the live YouTube stream and those of you loyal supporters who join us every week in the the live chat on YouTube, please take a moment and hit the uh, subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We're trying to get to ten thousand, and we're uh, we're around what is it, Albert? About sixty-two hundred, I think, uh, at last count. Uh, Doug Force is uh, is with us. He is the executive producer of a of a documentary film in the pre-production stage. It's called "The Myth Is Canada," with a very fascinating, controversial, uh, and that is Canada is not what you think. Uh, it's a it's a myth, as the name implies. We are not a lawfully enacted country. Uh, we do not have a, a constitution ratified by the people we don 't have a government for the people, a government du jour We have de facto governments that basically can do whatever they want without any accountability that won 't come as news to most people. but what underlies that the mechanism by you know that that allows for this uh, t- tyranny i suppose um, is um, is what this film exposes. The myth is Canada, and if you want to take part and, and help bring this movie uh, to the screen, you can go to nephalemfilms.com, uh, and they are running a crowdfunding, um, um, effort, and there's a donate button. Uh, so go to nephalemfilms, N-E-P-H-A-L-E-M, films.com, and, uh, and help them out. Uh, Doug Force, again, executive producer, writer, researcher, and director. Um, can I ask how, mu- how much um, you're, you're trying to raise in this crowdfunding?
1: We're looking at, uh, to raise half a million Canadian dollars, um, and uh, that would put us into theaters uh, for next uh, September. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. Um, the money will we'll <laughs> all of it will be spent uh, creating uh, creating this movie. Sure. Um, and, uh, and so that's what we're looking to do.
0: That's pretty, you know, that, uh, people think that's a lot of money, and it is, certainly. But, you know, to make a high-quality, um, full-length feature, you know, that's not, that's, you're doing it, um, not on the cheap, but, I mean, it's going to be, all the money, as you say, is going to be poured into what we see on the screen is going to be reflected by, you know, the, the donations. So, oh, absolutely. So um, you, you're going, to, have you interviewed any former governors, general, or lieutenant, lieutenant governors?
1: Yeah. Not at this time, no. uh Richard. We're we we've given our focus to getting uh the word out, first of all, for what we're doing. And secondly, we're we're really pushing to get the crowdfunding done. Yeah. Um, I don't want to um, start doing interviews uh, with these people by tipping our hand too quickly <laughs> right, right right as to what's coming you but, know? You, but um,
0: no doubt in part of your research you've talked to constitutional attorneys or the,
1: oh I have indeed
0: yeah and, and what do they make of this premise does do, do some scoff at it does some uh, uh, agree oh, to they, it
1: every, every single one of them said no you're crazy that can't be
0: every single one
1: every right. single one but don't forget they make their living. Uh, making sure that we don't find out the truth. If I, I had a I had a wonderful meeting, friend of a friend, um, he's, he's an extremely well-known attorney here in uh, in Ontario. Um, he's a litigating attorney, and uh, I sat down with him one afternoon and we had a chat about what we were doing. <laughs> and he laughed and laughed. And I said, "I'd love to have you, love to put you on camera, and love to ask you a few questions." And he he, he went very pale at that.
0: I mm-hmm. said, no. I, I can think of it's, one attorney who probably is totally on side because you mentioned the Comer case, and this was to do with the Bank of Canada Act, and we've had Rocco Galati on this program. I had him on coast-to-coast. Mm-hmm. caused caused quite a stir there. Uh, what is if, if you've talked to Rocco Galati, what does he make of this?
1: Well, I actually, uh, I had uh, mentioned only in passing to Rocco, and, and I suggested that uh, because we, we were at the... Uh, at the press conference, uh, the last press conference they had for for Comer, and I suggested that at some point in the not too distant future, if he would be interested to sit down on camera and we could do an interview, he gave me his card and said, "Give me a call." So I will be doing that.
0: Right. Um, any any politicians, former MPs that you've talked to, for example, someone you mentioned the Comer case. So let's 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 talk about the uh, the Honourable Paul Hellier. Um, what does he make of this, if, you, if, if, you've, if you've talked to him?
1: I actually uh, never mentioned the myth as Canada, too. I did actually go see him speak um, earlier this year. Uh, very interesting, because he was uh, there to talk about uh, the Bank of Canada, etc. Mm-hmm. And I did go up, and I congratulated him for that, but I never, never did mention the myth at, at, at that time, simply because he, there were so many other people around that he was busy. He's ninety-three years old as well.
0: Indeed, indeed, but still sharp as a whip. Remarkable.
1: Indeed, he is, and and he is definitely somebody that we would like to speak with. uh, And I do have uh, contact that uh, that can get us there for that.
0: So, Um, I mentioned uh, you know some some interesting things that that, uh, uh, our current uh, prime minister has uh, Mm -hmm. said, uh, and um, he referred to Canada. You probably heard this as the first post-nation state, Uh, basically meaning, you know, we are, Canadians like to, you know, young millennials, like, oh, we're citizens of the world, and we're, you know, this is just, this is the, uh, an admission from an out-and-out globalist, and I don't have a lot of time for globalists, I think, you know, if you're not, if you don't buy into the idea of a nation state, I have a serious problem with you. Uh, I know, I'm not one of these one worlders who believe, who doesn't believe in borders. You know, these open, you know, no border people, and that's sort of George Soros' whole game, you know, no borders. It drives me insane. It's, it's traitorous. Well,
1: let, me, let, me, let me respond to that by, by saying there's, I'm going to talk about the three elements of sovereignty. And to show you just what it is to have a the government. So the three elements of sovereignty are land under your feet, uh, the, the ability to raise a military, and uh, the ability to issue your own currency. Right, correct. So in Ottawa, the Parliament buildings sit on land, but who owns the land? You it's tell the number me. One
0: you tell me. Doug, who owns that land?
1: land is under dispute, the Algonquin Indians and the province of Ontario own that land, where it's under dispute between the province of of Ontario and the Algonquin Indians, but the province of Ontario collects $2.7 million a year in rent from the federal authority every year. So when Mr. Trudeau says that we are not a nation state, he isn't lying. We're not.
0: Right, right. But I, I think he what he meant, the and he meant, he meant, yes, he was telling the truth, but he was also, you know, meaning it, we are a post-nation state, meaning, you know, we're not, another term that gets thrown around a lot these days is uh, enlightened sovereignty, uh, which basically means, well, we're globalists, we don't believe in the nation state, but we're not going to tell you that. So in the, in sort of, it's the old gradual, gradualist strategy, incrementalism. Uh, we'll start calling it, we'll start referring to it as, uh, enlightened sovereignty, because enlightened sovereignty leads ultimately to, you know, no sovereignty.
1: Well, and do you know where sovereignty comes
0: from, uh, Richard? The sovereign, uh, the crown. No. No?
1: Sovereignty comes from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Ah. And God created man, and God created man in his own image. And God gave man dominion over the earth. Mm. All that creepeth on its surface, flieth in its skies, swimmeth in its ocean. What's dominion?
0: What's dominion?
1: What, what, what is meant by dominion?
0: Um, all land under God, I guess?
1: No. It, it, well, you have, we, if we have dominion, we are the highest authority on planet Earth. Right. right. Okay. And we are given that by God. But right. because we are finite beings, we, we live... For we're born and then we die. So what has he endowed us with? He has endowed us with unalienable rights.
0: Correct. Correct. Which and we've sort of totally lost the unalienable in the rights. They're the rights of a sovereign. That's right. Right. They so can't be they sovereign. weren't created no by man and they can't be taken. Yeah.
1: The only entity in the universe
0: that can take that away from us. Is God himself that's right and that's the problem we have in this country and, and you can you can you see it and hear it everywhere where people refer to everything that we have uh, as a privilege uh, and not understanding that privileges uh, are created by man they could be taken away by man and this to me is a very scary idea uh, so when you remove a creator out of the equation there are no more inalienable rights uh, there are just privileges. So we exist at the, uh, the behest of governments, which is... Just, de facto government,
1: not yeah. de jure. Right. Once again, and, and when people say government, then people lose what really it is, and it isn't. De facto government isn't. De jure government is.
0: All right, let's uh, grab a phone call. Our uh, good friend, media scientist Nelson Thal, who will be on the program uh, next week, is uh, joining the conversation. Nelson, welcome. How are you, my friend?
2: Thanks, uh, Rich. Very good. It's it's a great topic, and um, we've always said Canada's a colony, uh, certainly of the British Crown, and they owned all the land here, is what we always said. But Doug
0: is disputing that. We're we're not we're no longer a colony. We're just sort of a, we're a, well we well you explain, Doug. I'm not going to put words in your mouth.
2: Well, the thing is, every peace officer still takes an oath to Her Majesty and the Privy Council. Is Mike Pitfield was the one who, on behalf of the, her majesty, in effect, uh, ran our government. And, and, and remember, the Queen's prorogued Parliament, so they can't do business without her approval.
0: All right, Doug, uh, respond.
2: Because it's her corporation. Don't forget, it is a crown corporation.
1: Let me read you something very quickly here. From the Statute of Westminster, Section 11 of the Statute raises each province of Canada from a position of colony to that of a sovereign state. Section 11 is as follows. Meaning of colony in future acts, notwithstanding anything in the Interpretations Act 1889, the expression colony shall not in any act of Parliament of the United Kingdom passed. After the commencement of this act being the Statute of Westminster, include a Dominion or any province or state forming any part of a Dominion.
0: All right, we'll all allow that was, to resonate. All Nelson, I, I got it.
2: Everybody takes an oath to the Queen. That's from true. the Privy Council down, and that means they uh, they obey her. She. All you. right,
0: Nelson and uh, Doug, hold on. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Nelson, hold on, and we'll uh, continue this conversation. On the other side, the myth is Canada. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Programming note. Next week on this transmission, Billy Carson will be here to talk about the uh, secret space program. Uh, And uh, also Nelson Fall, media scientist, will be here to talk about synthetic clones and doubles. Some speculation that... Um, the, uh, the the first lady Melania Trump, what we're seeing or uh, the the person that we're seeing uh, on news clips and so forth, uh, could be a synthetic clone or a double uh, and uh, uh, coincidentally not coincidentally Nelson Thal is uh, is on the line with us right now as we continue to converse with executive producer independent filmmaker Doug force about his new project, The myth is Canada uh, so Nelson you were um, you were talking to doug uh, you're asking Doug. Um, well, I'm stating your case that we are a colony, and so now I'm, I've gone and confused myself mm-hmm. again. Doug, are we a colony, or are we a corporation, or are we both?
1: Well, we are sovereign peoples on a landmass known as Canada. And the corporation that was uh, done in 1982 is de facto governance over over us at this time through our consent. And I'll ask uh, the gentleman this. I said, he, he, yes, the police, yes, the politicians, they all swear allegiance to the Queen. But where is the documentation that shows that we, the people of Canada, have given our sovereignty over to her?
0: And you're saying it doesn't exist?
1: Correct. It does not exist.
0: Okay. But she still owns everything, doesn't she? Nope. No? Okay. Well, she owns it because she's de facto
1: at this time. We see de jure government. They can't stand, and hence, where does the ownership come? It comes back to who actually belongs to, us.
0: All right. Nelson, did you yes, want to respond exactly. to
2: that? But, Doug, for laws to get made, and uh, it, it can't be made without her consent, And if we want to put through some laws that aren't going to gain her consent, you can't sue her in the courts here. You can't sue her in the courts. So she's above the law. There's no doubt about it. It's not a matter of debatable interpretation right now. She's above the law. You can't go into a court in Canada and sue the Queen.
1: Here's the here's the problem that you that you're going through, Malcolm. It's Nelson. Nelson inside the box, and I'm I'm talking about what's going on outside the box. When you create a constitution for a de jure government, you're not standing in the box. You're not asking permission of a de facto government to create a de jure government. You're actually going ahead and creating a de jure government to the detriment of that de facto government. They
2: can't do anything. Doug, have you seen the yes prime minister? Have you seen Humphrey there? And, yeah, the, control and the control through the Privy Council, through the law societies, and through et cetera, the, the Privy Councils, Her Majesty's Privy Councils. The lines of power are, for people who are power scientists, the lines of power and force are right there. You can see it.
0: Well, I think, I don't think Doug is, uh, forgive me Doug, but I, uh, just to sort of expedite things, I don't think you're disagreeing with Nelson in principle, but you're saying that, that that power that they have is de facto, it's not du jour, and we can quickly reverse that if we wanted to.
1: That's absolutely correct, and and Malcolm, you, you, what you're what you what you are saying, you're standing inside the box. That's what I'm saying, and and what I'm saying is we stand outside the box. We don't we don't need to ask their permission. As a matter of fact, we are the sovereigns. We they at best need to ask our permission. And by the way, if you ever go to court or you ever get pulled over, you get a, a, get asked by a police officer. What's the first thing they ask you for? Your permission. How are they doing that? They're asking for your name. They need your consent to proceed against you. If they didn't, if it was de jour, they could simply put put you uh in in handcuffs and take you to jail, could they not? Hmm. Well, they do
2: that.
0: Yeah, if you don't present identification, they can charge you with vagrancy, can't they?
2: Well, and then once again they go to court. It's it's court. It's they went into they my house to... without a search permit and and just arrested me. Well, absolutely. I mean, that,
1: that the whole idea, though, is that you've consented to their jurisdiction at some point
2: in order for them to proceed against you when you showed up in court. Just by showing up, aren't, don't so even Aren't have to we mincing words here? Aren't we mincing words? The power of the crown is enormous. She's above the law and she can do what she likes. You don't want to. You want to know. You don't want to get in her way. Only if you consent to her. That's the only way that she can
1: proceed against you. They can't proceed against you through non-consent. And, that, and, it it goes on and on,
2: and on. But I, I, that's, Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't,
0: that theory, though, <laughs> I wouldn't advise anyone to try and test that theory, though, Doug. I wouldn't advise anyone to try and test that theory.
2: Doug, you live in Canada. <laughs> I do. Oh, okay.
0: Many years. All right, uh, Nelson. Before I let you go, just to give us a quick, yeah. uh, a quick uh, tease. You're coming on the program next week to talk about uh, synthetic clones and doubles and so forth.
2: Yes, I mean the use of doubles is an old fashion thing now and of course technology is used to do it the, uh, many of the great men through history had doubles and Churchill had a double, Bruce West wrote a book about it, a Toronto Star journalist so they've all got doubles and the technology there, we're going to talk about what technologies are available to them and what they're doing right now with that technology.
0: Excellent Nelson, looking forward to it, thank you my friend
2: You're welcome, thanks a lot
0: Alright uh, let's see now. Uh, I've lost my screener here temporarily. Uh, is that is that is that a different William online one? He was with us earlier, wasn't he? No, this is a different William. All right, William, welcome.
3: One, if it's okay with you. Sorry. It's the same William, if I can proceed. It's oh, it's not a, a it's different.
0: not a different one. It's the same one. I, just I think one call per uh, per, per show, William. I'm I apologize, but I okay, think we. Next we, time, thank I it. Okay, thank you. All right, so let's uh, let's get into uh, Doug about how we can. Uh, Get rid of a de facto government or the system of de facto governments, and get back to government du jour as it was what prior to 1931, correct?
1: Well, in, prior to 1931, we were a colony. We 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 were sovereign, uh, but we get, had our sovereignty allegiance to the Queen at that time because we were all British subjects.
0: Right. Okay. But okay. isn't that better but than we we where we're at our now? Sovereignty with her. Isn't that better than where we're at now?
1: Where we're at now is we're in a, we're in a wonderful position because we, we we are not sharing our sovereignty with anybody. We are the sovereigns, and we can create a sovereign, de jure government.
0: Okay, how do we do that? Let's start with that, that's, the prevention. That,
1: funny enough, we're going to teach that in the film, but in in a, in, a, in a simplified version, you really just hold constitutional convention. And what I suggest to that we'll be doing in the film is that we we do it at in a grassroots level so that a neighborhood could get together and hold a constitutional convention on one street and then the next street and the next street. They will all hold their own constitutional convention and then they'll get together as a neighborhood and create a constitution that they'll take to the next neighborhood and it builds from there. And it's really becomes a groundswell where it does you'd think, oh, it's gonna take forever to do that. Actually once it starts it's like a it's like a grass fire in the prairie in the middle of summer. Once it starts it just continues to grow at, at an enormously fast rate. And the next thing you know, the province is voting for a constitution to seat a de jure government. At which point if it passes, you have a de jure uh, government to be elected.
0: Um, but you're, but when you say if it passes passes by whom the legislature?
1: Oh no, the people of the province, so the constitutional committee that will create, that would take the, the the constitutions from all the various neighborhoods, into the various cities, into the various towns, into the various municipalities, will refine, refine, refine all of that down to a singular constitution that will go to vote for the will of the people across that province, and. It depends on what the Constitution will say is what would be the majority vote. You could have it at a 50% majority vote. You could have it at a 75% majority vote like they do in the U.S. Or you could have it at a 100% majority vote if you so choose. Once that majority is reached, the Constitution stands in law. Now you have what they call law of the land rather than law of the sea admiralty, which we have today.
0: But who's going to recognize that? All right, but what if the de facto government ignores it, which I would be inclined to think would happen? They would say, well, we don't recognize that.
1: That's fine. They, they're allowed to not recognize uh, what we have because don't forget that the police, uh, that the de facto government used
0: it's a wonderful fantasy but isn't it just that I mean I, I is that, how is that practical? Things
1: have happened do you, yeah. you recall in, in, in 1776 there were the 13 crazy little colonies in 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 the United uh, that were that were going to become the United States of America Right. and they decided to take on the largest empire in the world at that time so uh, but only three percent of them decided to take it on and they beat them
0: right that, that was a revolution that was a wild, though crazy that was a fantasy that was revolution, though. I mean, you're not advocating revolution, are you?
1: I'm not advocating that the, the, the gun... Do you have to take out the gun? I'm saying that the actual pen here in Canada is much mightier than any sort could ever possibly be.
0: Hmm. Here's the other was problem, though. John
1: F. Though? Kennedy that said if you can't have peaceful revolution, you'll definitely have a bloody revolution?
0: Right, right. But I don't know. I don't sense the mood for that in this country because, you know, we may be... We may not be a country, but most people, I mean, there are obviously, there's there's some problems in this country, there are some issues, but most people, by and large, are pretty well off, pretty comfortable. Uh, the, the, really? the system works for most people, doesn't it? Mm.
1: <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised, uh, Richard, the amount of people that have, have been contacting uh, me through this process and i just thought you know, okay we'll get one or two we're getting literally avalanches of people going finally finally somebody is standing up to say something there's definitely something wrong and 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 people from you know it doesn't matter what walk of life they're in uh, my bank teller um had I, I gave her the information for uh go, go check us out not only did she <laughs> next time i go to the bank she said not only did i check you out but I, I gave it to my mom, my dad, my brothers, and they've all gone on. And so it's catching on that we know there's something wrong here in Canada. And now we, with, with the myth is Canada coming out the way it's coming out, people are going to be able to say, oh, that's what's wrong. And there's a peaceful way to take
0: it all back. Well, oh, I'm, I'm overjoyed to hear that. I mean, I'm... I, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm very hopeful, you know. All right, but this is certainly would be my wish because I I agree there is something wrong. Um, I I, my, I guess. The way that I interpret what's wrong is I just think that we have globalists in charge of this country where, you know, we, the, that this whole populist movement, and I don't think it's going to die, and, and um, love or hate Trump, he's a manifestation of that. We also have a populist movement pushing back now in Europe, in places like Poland, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in Hungary, Hungary Czechoslovakia. In, in Czechoslovakia, in the Czech Republic. Uh, that recently passed their own Second Amendment. Can you believe that? Uh, Mm -hmm. And also in, uh, well, certainly in the opposition in places like Holland. There is a populist uprising. There is a populist mood sweeping the globe, but it seems to have entirely bypassed our country because we are a post-nation state, apparently.
1: (laughs) Well, and it, it hasn't bypassed. The conservative people are very conservative, as you know, and the, and the liberals or, um, well, the, the liberal people um, are very vocal and they go out and they march. But the conservatives stay at home mm. and they they tend to their garden and they, you know, change the oil on their car. But they all know. And don't forget that as it progresses down this road, don't what, what's coming. And what started in 2008 with the collapse of the um, Federal Reserve note denominated as the US dollar is now coming to its fruition. And the
0: and green. We'll put, <laughs> Listen, I've got to take a, I gotta take a time we'll, we'll out, Doug. It's
1: not going to be a house or anything, but it'll be a tarp and a couple of pieces of string and a couple of poles.
0: Exactly. Listen, i got to take a time out. We'll come back, and I uh, will also take some phone calls. Doug Force. The Myth is Canada. What say you? Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. Don't be afraid of the dog. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. The myth is Canada. i got to tell you what, I, uh, I'm very anxious to see this on the big screen. And uh, it's not ready yet. It's uh, They're in the pre-production stages of making this feature-length documentary. When I say they, I mean the folks at Nephilimfilms.com, and they are in the crowdfunding phase. Uh, talk about a grassroots effort. Uh, you can help get this movie made and expose the myth that is Canada. Uh, the good news is uh, Doug Force, executive producer, is here to tell us how we can uh, move from de facto governments across Canada, which is what we have, uh, to Governments du jour now this would take again a tremendous grassroots movement, and that is uh, constitutional conventions um, sort of block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood, city by city county by county, uh, pr- province by province um, and uh, he says, while, well, it may sound fantastical, remember, go hearken back to seventeen seventy six And, um, you know, a a collection of small colonies took on the greatest empire in the world and won. He's not suggesting that this would be achieved um, with a bloody revolution. He's saying it can all be done with the mighty pen. Um, Let's uh, grab a call here for Doug Force. Lisa is in Woodstock. Lisa, good morning. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show.
3: Oh, hi, Richard. How
0: are you? I'm well, thank you.
3: Um, Richard, I had three questions, actually, for you. For you and your guest. All right. Uh, the first question uh, was a follow-up on what Nelson Fall asked, actually, and he didn't follow it up. And that is, uh, for your guest, is actually a Canadian
0: citizen. Doug, are Am you a Canadian, I a Canadian citizen? Canadian citizen? Yes.
1: Yes, I have to uh, have uh, citizenship uh, because I have a passport. I do a lot of traveling for my work. So, yes.
3: You have a Canadian passport? I do. Okay.
0: Did you have another question?
3: Yeah, I'll just give you the second question. The second question is: Is, uh, is your guest not actually promoting what I would call sedition, which is the incitement of resistance or to, or insurrection against an unlawful authority?
1: Is what I'm doing sedition? Sedition. And it, they could look at it as sedition, but they are also de facto unlawful and illegal. What I'm actually suggesting is very simple. Let's see the de jure government and, uh, and get rid of these unlawful and illegal de facto governments. Yes. And if that's sedition against the uh, unlawful and illegal government, then my crime of sedition
3: is there. You know, city by city and street by street uh Resistance, if you will, against the government. To me,
0: that's sufficient. No, he's not talking about resistance. He's talking about the constitutional uh, convention.
1: Correct. Just simply create a constitution that seats a de jure government. I'm not saying that you should go up and grab a gun and and resist the government that you have today. That will get you nowhere. It will get you dead very quick if you you were to try that or if you were to try to um, undermine them in any way uh that would also get yeah let's, be, to, clear. You know, let's, like re, let's be clear
0: let's re let's be clear about this Doug is, is, at no time has he ever suggested anything of the sort uh Lisa he is talking about uh organizing ourselves into small groups uh and and creating a grassroots constitution uh one that would be um sort of you know welcomed by. Uh, at a provincial level, eventually, you know that it would start at the street level. It would start a few houses at a time, and 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 then it would move, uh, you know, to the neighborhoods, and then eventually across the city, and so forth. Um, and
3: how would you propose to get this enacted as a country?
0: Well,
1: here's the thing: um, we have uh, all the provinces are already uh, sovereign nations without de jure governments, and. With my seating a de jure government within the provinces, then each province the province of British Columbia will become the sovereign nation of British Columbia, the province of Ontario will become the sovereign nation of Ontario. at which point, um, at, at, at that point, they can all come together if they so choose, and hold a constitutional convention to create a federal authority that could be called Canada. But that's up okay. to the will so of now, the people. Now,
3: if, if you are going to draft these constitutions, right? I'm not drafting them, um, my dear. And, and the government decides that this is not a good thing for the country, and they pass legislation that outlaws you doing that, how are you going to stop that? I'm not drafting a single constitution. No, no, I know you're not. You're suggesting people do it in your, in your, in your movie. I'm just saying if people are drafting these constitutions, uh, uh, city by city and so on and the government finds out that they're doing this and the government decides to pass legislation making it illegal um, how are you going to stop that? Well, I'm not going to stop anything. Um, no, I'm not it
1: would talking be the about w- you,
3: I'm talking about be... the people that you're suggesting should do this. Okay. No, 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 it
1: would be the will of the people that would stop that. Um, if suddenly the government says you can't you cannot form a de jure government that is, is through your will. What do you think 32 million people in Canada would do to half a dozen, maybe 40 or 50 politicians? What do you think would happen to them? 32 million people are told they can't have their sovereignty because they are creating these laws that says you can't do
0: that alright let me just jump in because I've got, to, I've got to take a break here but we'll come back and okay, we'll, we'll continue anyway, that conversation Richard, uh, I'll continue to listen thank you Lisa Lisa okay, in Woodstock uh, we'll uh, continue to discuss the myth is Canada Doug Force from Nephilim Films check it out Nephilimfilms.com back with more in a moment when you look at the sky ever wonder if someone's looking back this is the conspiracy show with Richard Sarat. Welcome back. Uh, Doug Force stays with us uh, till, well, till the very end, the bitter end. And we'll uh, dim the lights and say goodnight till uh, next week. But uh, just to uh, further to uh, Lisa's point from Woodstock, and I had raised this earlier with you, Doug, what happens if the de facto government doesn't recognize... Uh, what uh, this grassroots constitutional convention that uh, creates a government du jour and and, and uh, just to sort of again expedite things, I think your point was well listen if everyone 's on board, everyone would include members of the military, members of the police, perhaps even members of you know the judiciary, other, you know, other politicians that wake up to the fact that we are living under de facto governments, not governments de jour. So the only people left on the other side representing the de facto government would be, you know, the elected, the the, the, the members of parliament. Uh, they would have, you know, they would have no underpinning. Is that pretty much? Uh,
1: th- That's pretty much it. I yeah. mean, once once you go into the process, it would be absolutely dead foolish for them to say that you can't, Create a constitutional government because it would expose that to even, to the people that were sideline sitting, going, well, I don't really want to get involved. Now, suddenly, the federal authority says you can't do that. Right. The, like the, the
0: big obstacle said. to this, the, the big obstacle is making is waking people up to and making them understand what the difference ah. is between de facto and de jour, I think. The myth is Canada. Right. It there it you is. go. All right. Let's say hi to Grant, who's out in British Columbia. Good morning, Grant. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show.
4: No, good evening. Yes, uh, I just wanted to make a few comments about some of the people who've been calling in regarding, uh, you know, this fear they seem to have uh, with uh, authority. And uh, this authority, uh, as uh, Doug says, comes from these de facto governments, which we've basically allowed to to control our lives. I mean, we are the sovereign. Uh, Doug, you've talked about this. We are the sovereign. God created us. He put us on this planet and gave us all these rights. And if we don't exercise those rights, and obviously somebody's going to come along and take them away from us. So, uh, with what you're saying, uh, and I fully understand what you're doing because I've been involved in a lot of this research myself too. Is that people have to start thinking about who is the sovereign here? We, you know, this you know, we are the sovereigns. This body we have that we walk around, and uh, and uh, that's been given to us by our creator. You know, we have these rights, and nobody can take them away without our informed consent. And this is what we've done in the past, is we've given away our consent and made ourselves subservient to these powers.
0: Well, this is part yes. of, the this is part of, I believe, the deception and the, and the conspiracy, if you will, to drive yeah. God from the public square. It's because when you remove the Creator, then you destroy the concept of inalienable rights. Most, if you talk to millennials, they don't even understand the concept of inalienable rights because they don't even know God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Grant. Thank you for that. Tony's in Toronto. Let's work Tony in. And good morning, Tony. Welcome to the Conspiracy yeah, Show.
4: Yeah. Good morning. I'm very interested program, but I'm 100% uh, with Doug because I always said, like, from for example, you're getting citizenship, you're making uh, you swearing a li- um, allegiance to even her grandkids that's not even there yet.
0: Right. We're swearing allegiance Canada. to the Why queen and making? her and her heirs. Yes.
4: That's Why are we swearing alliance to uh, some people? across the pond in the U.K., that's ridiculous. So I'm 100% um, with what Doug suggests. Thanks,
1: well, guys, we, the people, aren't actually um, giving uh, the Queen uh, any allegiance at all. It's uh, it's her uh, governance or the government uh, th- that we we ele- oh, here's the funny thing we are allowed to elect those people but they don't represent us exactly. uh, whatsoever in what we do here and of course you could see on on YouTube uh, Mr Justin
4: Trudeau uh, swearing allegiance uh, to the Queen and her hair he's a puppet I like the guy I know his dad very very well as a teenager uh, when I was even before I was a teenager but uh he's a and I don't like him. No I don't.
1: I don't think a lot of people do unless you're uh, a a liberal but here's here's the here's the here's a
0: liberal <laughs> no, here's right. Thank ball. you for the admission Tony. Go ahead Doug.
1: Yes. I was going to say in 1893 there was a little a uh, statute law revision act that was created by the UK parliament that uh that uh uh, removed the section two of the british north american act um, and it came into uh, section two was the monarch of canada were heirs uh, and uh, in perpetuity was removed from the british north american act and in 1901 when queen victoria died uh, she was the last queen or monarch for canada now the english parliament between 1901 and 1931 never reenacted that clause and after 1931 it was the the british north american act was null and void and they had no claim to enact anything at that point in canada at
4: all for and and to this day and you Um, know one of the things you said that's very important that people don't think about we never get a chance to vote on the constitution before it, it takes over our life because it has nothing to do with you it's not your constitution
0: Right. In other words, it was not. It, it was not. It was
4: for us. It was just for the puppet them in Ottawa. Right.
0: It was not uh, voted on that, by the. That's that why people. I
4: agree with you. Because I was but in high school, th- school, I was one of those students who write I say what the constitution mean.
1: My name, Tony, in thirty two one a now. and b, it's very clear that the charter applies only to the federal authority and That's to the provincial authority. That's the government. That's what I told my
4: children and my and my friends. <sighs>
0: All right, Tony. Great uh, hearing from Thank you. Thank, thanks Thank for checking in. I hope you'll call again. You. Um, so let's, in the in the time that remains, Doug. Let's talk about again how we get this uh, how we get this movie made. I mean, uh, in addition to making the movie, because I think, you know, obviously it's important to make the movie. I think it, if it ever gets to the big screen, and I, I sincerely hope that it does, um, I think it'll make a huge splash. Uh, but, but. don't we have to go further than that? I mean, we're talking about really changing people's entire reality and their whole perspective, which is a very difficult thing to do. Um, I mean, what else? I mean, is, is there another way in addition to the movie of educating people about this? Well,
1: we're, Going to as as we progress with the movie itself, we're having a companion website or an interactive website Ah, built with the movie that will will have webinars uh, that will be running uh, during the uh, during the uh, post production of the movie itself, and then after the movie is released, we'll continue to run webinars. There'll be PDF documentation up there on teaching people. A. What is a constitution? B. What is a constitutional convention? C. What is a de jure versus a de facto government? Right. All downloadable. We're going to have boilerplate constitutions up there so people can actually download them and and fill in the blanks. And if they don't know what to put in the blanks, we'll have a, a PDF documentation uh, of all the various ideas that you can actually put into a constitution to create a de jure government. So it really, uh, really is very hands-on what we're looking. It' doing, it's not just the movie. Um,
0: what, what about the idea of helping communities to organize to elect their their constitutional delegates? That will
1: The explanation on how to do these things will be in there. We'll hold webinars and teaching people how to do that. But to actually come into the communities unless invited, um, I'd I'd be delighted to do that. If I was invited to do that, I wouldn't just show up um, and start preaching from the town square, that's for sure.
0: No, no, I'm I'm saying, you know, uh, uh, giving people instructions on how they could uh yeah. organize themselves and and uh, what about a um, something a little more f- frequent and interactive i know i th- I'm, I'm giving you lots of ideas and, and making more work for you but and as if a film isn't enough it's a huge undertaking but i'm just trying to think about what about like a weekly podcast or a weekly some sort of a podcast where where um, because those things are, you know how viral they c- they can go and podcasting is getting ready to explode uh, uh, go ahead
1: well i was going to say um i'm I'm getting a lot of invites to uh to get on i was on um uh hugh riley's uh liquid lunch last week yes um and by the way hugh says to say hello to you now that i'm on the air he's doing great
0: stuff yes please say hi
1: to hugh and he's I, he has me back on uh, this Wednesday on Liquid Lunch again for another, and he wants to do an hour this time uh, this Wednesday. I've had invitations from across Canada now; uh, three different radio stations have invited me to to come on and and do uh, uh, time uh, for them. I know that as that gets further and further out, it's going to increase a lot from that. And once we get the movie into post production, and we're able to. Um, to start running webinars on the interactive website um, and, and taking that into distribution from there, then it, we, we do expect it to go viral at that point. And webinars are a great tool because yes. they're interactive. True. So you're not just preaching through a podcast of what's happening, but you're actually taking in questions uh, immediately. And and you, you're explaining, and you can have your documentation up there through uh, uh, through um, PowerPoint documentation, and and actually teach people um, how to do what it is that they need to do me, uh, in in real time.
0: I think it's fabulous. I think you're um, you're doing uh, the Lord's work here, and I I fully get behind it in any way I can. Let me ask you uh, just a couple, a couple of minutes here, but let's say for example you wanted to educate. A sitting member of parliament or a member of provincial parliament, and wake them up as to what's going on. Um, what would you let's you know? Give them the elevator pitch uh, to explain to them why they are essentially um, I don't know living a lie. <laughs> I don't know how else how to put that delicately. Well, give them the elevator pitch to explain to them what, what's going on.
1: Well, and, and, and if I. And I have spoke to politicians in the past, and they're not the, they're not the brightest, um, um, to, they're not the sharpest tools in the shed, let's put it that way. So you have to kind of be a little forceful with them. And I would I would suggest to them that uh, door number one is the door to the gallows, door number two is the door to freedom, and it's your government. You're, it's your choice.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, that's pretty uh, pretty direct, I'd say. Have you
3: ever spoken to a
0: politician? I'm you know sure what? You well, listen, I want to be—I want to be kind. There are there are some very listen. There are some very bright politicians. Oh, yeah, a lot sure of them are that. lawyers. They're very sharp minds. But I—I I, I guess what we're saying is, you know, to try and uh, you know, it's like trying to wake people up um, who are in a deep, deep sleep. And some people just don't want to be woken up. You know what did what did Jesus say? Let the dead bury the dead. Uh, you you some people just don't want to have their eyes open because they're, they're they're very comfortable in their well-appointed cages.
1: You know, Richard, that, that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. They don't have to participate because what happens to those that don't participate, the world passes them by. And they're not going to be a party to what's coming. And that's fine. That's their choice. Not, I can't force that old, that old adage, take a horse to water, you can't make them drink it.
0: True, true. Well, um I wish you nothing but success uh, with this project. Again, how can people donate to uh, the crowdfunding campaign to make this documentary, The Myth is Canada, uh, come into reality?
1: Well, NephalemFilms.com, N-E-P-H-A-L-E-M, Films.com. On the uh, opening page, there's a donation tab in the upper right-hand corner. You press that, and you can donate through PayPal, uh, through uh, e-transfer, through cryptocurrency, we take Ether and Bitcoin, and also, if you have a credit card and you want to go on Indiegogo, we have uh, set up on Indiegogo where we, are, where we actually have perks that you can actually get, t-shirts, hats, uh, water bottles, etc., um, uh, for your donation through uh, Indiegogo.
0: Again, it's Nephilimfilms.com, N-E-P-H-A-L-E-M, Films. Nephilimfilms. Dot com. Doug, thank you so much for the last two hours. All the best. We'll talk again. And again, I'm all in.
1: Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you having me on your show uh, yet again.
0: <laughs> all right. Doug Force. The myth is Canada. My thanks to Ian and Albert and um, the other guy, Ryan. <laughs> Senior moment, sorry about that. And North, North, doing a fantastic job in the other in the control room there. Back next week, Billy Carson, Nelson Thal. Hope you'll be along for that. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed, nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaimed from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.